This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Thank you for downloading the Whole Radio Weekly Podcast. This is a recording of a live show broadcast every Monday night from 8 o'clock. If you want your message to be included on the next show, you can email us during the week at radio at homesdale.net. Please note the phone lines are now closed. Hi and welcome, I'm your host as always, Chris Hambling, and with me today I've got plenty of friendly faces, but before we go and speak to them, I'm just going to have a little chat to you about the contact details for today. You can add us on Skype, it's homesdale.net, um, you can email us, it's radio at homesdale.net, give us a call on 0208 123 that's a local rate and we'll come out of your bundle. You can send us a short message on 81696, start your message with TXT Space Eagles. We're on Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash whole radio. We're on Twitter. No, nothing. Thought someone was going to shout Twitter there. Twitter! Twitter! Jesus Christ. Cannot get the staff. It's uh, www.twitter.com forward slash whole radio. And there's also a Just Giving page. We'll go into more detail about that later on, but it's www.justgiving.com forward slash homesdale. Okay, Ben, we will talk about that later. Okay, for, let's let's meet the gang today. I'm going to go straight to Mikey first. Producer Mikey once again with us. Hello, Mikey. Hello, Christopher. Hello. Have you been up to anything exciting this week? No, nothing at all. Nothing at all. No. Is there any point? Is there any point you being on and us speaking to you, or could you just? I, I, I can just hide if you want. It'd be pretty. It'd be pretty good if you could. So you're not, and you've got no games to visit. I mean, obviously last week you had a uh, had a hard time running off to Loftus Road every now and then. Uh, well, there's Liverpool City tonight, isn't there? That'd be a bit boring to go to. It would, yeah. You could always pop there if we uh, if we need some filler later on. Okay, well, I'm pretty much done speaking to you, I think. And okay. uh, you know, chip in if you ever feel the need. I will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in you, number one. 
Okay, next I'm going to go to Aaron because I'm itching to hear what voice he uses this week. Hi, Aaron. Well, howdy, Christopher. <laughs> it's the cowboy voice, is it? You just don't do yourself any favours at all. No, now, you're, the, you're one of the few people from Hull Radio I didn't see uh, over the weekend, so did you get up to anything exciting? No. Yeah, do you know what? I'm starting to the wrong people. Alright, you you keep that off air. We're not going to talk about that much longer. Okay, well, I've been looking forward to this moment for some time. We're welcoming back Furhad this week. Hi, Furhad. Evening, Chris. Evening, listeners. (laughs) Hello, mate. It's been a long while coming. You've got a, a long list of excuses. Let's go through them, shall we? What was the first excuse? You were on holiday. Is that correct? Holiday? Correct? Yeah, on holiday, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Holiday. Uh, yeah. Sister broke her arm. Then. Sister broke her arm. Then. Yeah. Bang. Uh, uh, yeah. trust commitments as well, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. You know, with the, with the new training ground idea. But finally, you graced us with your presence. Well, welcome back. Um, things thank have you, changed you. since you've been away. Um, but we're, we're yeah. very glad to have you, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you and mercilessly mock you again later on. Okay. Background, <laughs> uh, we also have, he's, he's beavering away helping Mikey, but we're going to talk to him in the intro. We have Pride of South London, and that's Mark. Hi, Mark. Evening, lads. Nothing. You scared me. You scared me. That's, uh, right, so you're just helping Mikey out today, so we don't really need you, but I just thought I'd give you a chance to say hello, and, uh, you know, obviously I know what you did at the weekend, saw you at Ipswich, in the, uh, mm. in the pub there, in the pub. For you were, uh, something different, eh? Yeah, I often see you <laughs> in drinking establishments. And could you, uh, could you let me know, we'll hear more about it later on, could you let me know what it is you were doing with your phone while we were in the pub, what was it, when I met you? Mm, might have been gambling. <laughs> Yeah, moving up to your stereotype. Okay, I've been putting it off, but um, but the final person we're going to meet today uh, is Ben. Now, Hello. Ben might have Ben might have a story to tell about about me uh, and our mm, journey. Yeah, I certainly do. I'll let, I'll let you tell oh, it. Yeah, obviously Chris Chris drove me and a friend up to it such the weekend. It was a great day all round. Obviously, um, we were just coming back from the pub to the car after the game. Uh, one of the funniest things I've seen in a long while sitting in the car, you know, after a few drinks. We realise that we need to pay before we leave. Chris is driving around and he realises he hasn't paid the ticket to get out of the car park. So I thought, you know, it's best that we pull over and get that sorted before we leave. Um, so he pulls <laughs> into a space um, and he wanders off to pay at the machine. We should bear in mind at this point that the car he's pulled up next to is of the same make and the same model as his own car. And he returns a couple of minutes later, he's paid his ticket, and he just strolls straight over to the car next to the one that I'm sitting on. He's full on pulling the door handles, looking in the back seat as if to say, you know, where are you? <laughs> Or realising that we're in the next car waving it. He's gone to the complete wrong now, car. Really? No, I have. It, I have to admit, it was quite embarrassing. Um, I'm not sure what was going through my mind because, as you say, I was pulling on the handle trying to get in whilst unlocking the car you're sitting in next to that one. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, but the fact that I was thinking it seems dark in the back and where where have Ben and Mike gone? So, yeah, no real excuse for that. But what I will say is during that journey, I was certainly not uh, I was certainly not drinking. I do not encourage drinking and driving, and I was certainly sticking to all the speed limits during the day, wasn't I, Ben? You sure were, Chris, yes. Well well confirmed, good stuff. All right, that's, that's enough meeting this bunch of idiots for now. And um, 
Obviously, the first thing we want to go to is talking about that Ipswich match. Now, we've got a away day diary to uh, to play, but first we're just going to give you a quick key commentary montage of the important moments. Homesdale Radio. Eagle-eyed Albert likes to listen whilst playing with his Doctor Who figurines. Welcome to a very sunny Portman Road for Ipswich Town against Crystal Palace. Palace just outside the drop zone. Haven't been higher than 21st place in the table since late September. Wickham. He's been one of the stars of this season, Connor Wickham for Ipswich, just wide. That's a good save by Spironi. Grant Ledbetter with a long ranger, which was just turned wide by the goalkeeper. Last two games have been won by Ipswich Town. Full duel. Seven wins in 16 matches since taking over. Palace's first real meaningful attack of the game, but the shot killed over from Darren Ambrose. Ipswich looking for the double over Palace, having won 2-1 at Selhurst Park back in August. Both sides had a player sent off in that game. Hopefully they'll keep a full complement today. Here's Dance. Good defending by Ipswich. Shorty. Post and hooked over. It's over Aaron Lee Barrett in the Ipswich goal, but just missed that far post. Right away across it. And he found his way to Jason Scotland. Saved again by Lee Barrett. It's end to end at the moment. Both sides having chances. Edwards finally gets the ball away. Bullard. Edwards. Comes to Connor Wickham. An angle was a little tight and he hits the side netting. Seven league goals already this season for Connor Wickham. Honours have been fairly even between these sides over the last ten meetings. Four wins apiece. Down again, Carson! Brilliant finish! And a first ever senior goal for Josh Carson, the 17-year-old with a fine finish. Julian Spironi, though, will be disappointed to have let that in from that sort of angle. Skips over the goalkeeper. That's on the turn from David Norris. Going in search of a second. Ball going right away across the area. Palace can't clear. And Carson gets his second in the game. But in a season when a youngster, Connor Wickham, has taken the port into Ipswich, it's another youngster, 17-year-old Josh Carson, who scored both their goals here. Palace just couldn't get the ball clear. And it was a simple tapping in the end for Carson. Two very different goals for him today. Augustine with the Palace free kick. McCarthy! And Palace have got a goal back. And there's still 17 minutes to go. Could they turn this around and get themselves a point? Nobody picked up McCarthy. Gareth McCauley allowed too much space. McCarthy took advantage. 
Palace going in search of an equaliser. Flashing across the face of goal. Zaha. Two in the centre and well the players are furious with Zaha for going for goal himself. Two to aim for. There goes the whistle. Paul Jules side, hang on for victory. Another defeat for Dougie Friedman's Crystal Palace. Ipswich win it 2-1. Hi and welcome back. Just to let you know those contact details once more, you can email us at radio at homesdale.net. Send us a text on 81696 with TXT Space Eagles. Uh, and uh, add us on Skype, homesdale.net. Uh, Facebook is facebook.com forward slash whole radio. Twitter is twitter.com forward slash whole radio. And oh, that'll do for now. We've also had a uh, text from a, uh, a regular listener asking Ben to give a shout out. Ben? Yeah. Hello, Yorkie, and I hope you're all right. There you go. We're nice like that, aren't we? Okay, as <laughs> promised, we've got an, uh, an away day diary. Now, this was quite a lot of fun to do. It's about eight minutes or so of footage, and I went, we went round, uh, we had a little bit of a, a chat in the car before the game. Obviously, myself and, and Ben and uh, a friend of Ben's, Mike, went up to, uh, to the Ipswich away match. Uh, first sort of major away day trip of the season for myself did go to qpr but it's not exactly far and hopefully this will uh, capture quite a quite a nice sort of few moments of what it's like to go to go on away game for an, anyone who doesn't it captures a, a bit of singing and some some chats with some whole regulars who hopefully you will recognize uh, and if not i'm sure you will grow to love them as much as we do so we're going to go to that now it's the away day diary and i think before we do aaron wants to sing us into it aaron it's the whole radio away day diary. <laughs> Excellent, Aaron. I love that. That was really good. Let's go. Come on. Homesdale Radio. Palace Guard likes to listen whilst fighting off the kangaroos. Hello, hello, hello. This is your host, Chris Hambling, and with me in the car is Ben Nagel. Hello. And Mike, whose surname I don't know. Hi, Mike. Hi, hi Chris. Hey. Right, we're, uh, this is our little diary on our way to Ipswich for the away game, which will definitely 100% be our second away win of the season. It will. And uh, we're just going to record a few little things that we think about as we go. Um, potentially, that might be nothing. But, you know, we'll see how it goes, and uh, we'll speak to you again in a little bit. Hello, hello, hello. We're in the uh, we're in the station hotel. Uh, Two-hour drive here. I may have taken a wrong turning once, but we got here. Uh, sticking to the speed limits religiously as I do. But just uh, just going to get some little thoughts before we go off to the game. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I think we're going to win this one. I think we're going to win it two 0 But I'm going to hand over to Ben, and Ben is going to talk to you. I'm feeling confident about this one, actually, yeah, I think we'll go in, we'll nick, a, nick three points today. Um, yeah, very confident, it's a lovely sunny day here in Ipswich, enjoying ourselves in the pub, lots of singing, happy spirits, I think, yeah, nick three points. Score? 2-0 Palace. That's what I said. 2-1 Palace. <laughs> See, it's very decisive. Mike's going to have a speak now. Mike! 
Um, I think we're going to control most of the game, and I think it's going to be a one-nil win for Palace. Yeah, it's optimistic. I think we'll be playing on the break myself, but far be it for me to contradict Mike. And also, we've managed to find Mark here today. Uh, Mark surprisingly is drinking and trying to gamble, um, but he doesn't do that very much at all. But anyway, Mark, your thoughts on the game today? It's all rumours. It's all rumours. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll be happy with a point. Uh, I think uh, I think one one. That's uh, my prediction anyway. Good stuff. Hello, hello. Right, welcome back. And what I'm going to do now is I've met with King Vagabond. What's your actual name? Steve. Steve. He probably told me that last time, but I had forgotten. Anyway, just going to get his thoughts on uh, on what his hopes are for the game and a score prediction at the end of that. Over to you, Steve. Okay, I'm hoping we're a bit more optimistic today. I want us to go for the win. Um, to be fair, we need it. We can't stay up on one win in the uh, away all season. So hopefully we play more positively today, get a couple of goals, and uh, and then defend. All right. What score? I'm going to go for two-one. Then add two-one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll go two-nil then. I had two-nil. <laughs> All right, I'll go four-nil. Hey, four-nil. A bit optimistic, I feel. I, I would have gone for two-nil myself. Anyway, <laughs> thanks a lot, Steve, and uh, we'll catch up with you guys in a bit. Right, 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 we're back, we're back, we're back. And the thing is, uh, we've got a reluctant interviewee here. It's Paul. He's, uh, your name is a quick game too. I want to get really uh, uh, some sort of idea from him, how he thinks the game is going to go and, uh, and what his prediction for the score is. Let's see if he's brave enough to talk. <laughs> That's his helicopter coming in. <laughs> no, it's not a helicopter. The helicopter left at home. No, he's left the helicopter at home today. So go on then, just give us a prediction. All you need to do is say a score. Well, I think it's going to be 3-2 to Palace. Yeah. And um, Alan Lee's not going to score, even though they're shouting for him. <laughs> they are, yeah. The uh, team of Alan Lee's song was just being sung here at the Station Hotel. So, who are you, who are you thinking? Uh, I think Vaughan will get a couple. Yeah. And I think Ambrose might do himself a favour and get one. Uh, I think after that, 3-2, I'm pushing my luck a bit, but I think we'll, we, we could turn it around and do it. We, we what, time, it. what time's the chopper leave? <laughs> my, chopper my, back to Knightsbridge. I know. What time's that leave? It's the roller, actually. The, oh, roller, oh, the roller today. Okay, thanks very much, Paul. We'll, uh, we'll pick it up later. Cheers. Hello, welcome back. We're just going to talk to Aston, Friedman One Legend, I think it is, on Homestale. That's the one. That is the one. And we're just going to get some thoughts from him about the game and what he reckons the score will be. What do you think? Well, to be honest, I think we'll do whatever we do every week and we'll say that we're going to go and win away. I'm going to be optimistic to say 2-1. I think Danzi will get one. And I think Kemi Augustine will open his account today as well, if he gets on the pitch. Good stuff. 2-1's already gone. I think Ben's got 2-1. Oh, he can't have 2-1. Yeah, he's got 2-1. You're going to... You're gonna... Oh, I'll go 5-0 then. 5-0! No one had 5-0! Did anyone have 5-0? No, no one had 5-0. Okay. We're always the optimistic. <laughs> okay, cheers Aston. We'll uh, catch up with you guys later. Right, here we are. 
Two minutes to kick off. We're trying desperately to drink and eat as, uh, as much as we can, as quick as we can. We're on the way out. We're just going to give you one quick shout. So here it is, we're in the pub after the game, all those predictions, all that optimism, and it's a 2-1 defeat. But it wasn't deserved, uh, we, you know, we played very, very well, but I'm too angry and too frustrated and too tired and emotional to talk about it much, so I'm going to go to Ben first and get his thoughts on the game. Ben! Um, yeah, I don't really know how we lost either, you know, you can give you all the cliches, how do we lose that, you know, how do we not score that chance, but at the end of the day, we played well and we didn't get any points, um, we've got to look forward to, to the next away game now, to the next home game as well, try and get some points, and I think, I'm confident that we will still stay up, but, yeah, it's a disappointing day. Are you aware of how much you said you know during that sentence? You know, yeah, I am, yeah, <laughs> you know, and I think, you know, we can, we can still stay up, you know? Yeah? You know, yeah. Yeah. Mike, what do you think? Um, I think it was a good performance, just lacked the finishing in front of goal, and it was a shame really, because didn't deserve that result at the end of the day. Very, very, very correct. Very, yeah, he said at the end of the day as well, which is another good cliche to get in there. Have you any other cliches you can give us? <laughs> no, I'm afraid not. I think I'm on that. <laughs> it's disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, and uh, what was your particular view of this particular game, particular? In particular? Uh... <laughs> I thought we were extremely unlucky to lose. I thought it's the best away performance I've seen uh, so far this season. And uh, I think, you know, the players did everything they could. Uh, uh. <laughs> except put the ball in the back of an onion bag. The onion bag. That's, that's right. Thanks, thanks for that. And just to wrap it up, we've still got Steve here, King Vagabond. What, uh, what cliche have you got for us? Well, on the one hand, <laughs> it was a, uh, it's a good performance, we didn't come away with any points, deserved to, um, game of two halves, can't think of any other cliches, but um, all to say is, uh, on to the next game. Yeah. Well, I don't know about the rest of them, but I'm sick as a parrot, and I think we'll leave it there. <laughs> Bye! Hey, uh, welcome back. I was almost got surprised there, looking at my phone. Okay, hope you enjoyed that, as much, listening to it as much as we did making it, and uh, and thanks very much to everyone who was involved in that as well. Um, you know, it was great to get some uh, some thoughts from you on the day, and uh, yeah, I'm hoping to do that that again against Scunthorpe. So if any anyone listening is popping down to the White Horse before the Scunthorpe game, you might see me, and I might shove an iPhone in your face and get an interview off you. Uh, Yes, yeah, so, all good fun, and uh, we'll, we'll be trying that one again. Okay, obviously, um, myself and Ben were at the uh, the Ipswich game, uh, and Mark, who's in the background as well. But Furhad and Aaron weren't. So what we're going to do, we're going to give Furhad and Aaron a chance to, to ask us some questions about how the game went. Uh, we're going to go to Furhad first. Off you go, mate. Well, um, as you know, we, we haven't got the uh, best away record uh, this season. Uh, pretty much the, one of the worst in the league. So was it a typical away performance by Palace? Is that to myself, is it? <laughs> I would think oh, we should have organised. Yeah. yeah, no worries, Fred. Um, it, it's hard to say. I mean, I, I go by really what, what Mark said to me after the game in that it's, it's the best he's seen us play away from home. I think he's seen six games himself. And, um, you know, there's a lot of talk on, on, on the boards about uh, our negativity away from home. And... That we were far from negative during that game. That's that's the sort of main thing I would say. We played very very well. 
we were extremely unlucky not to get anything from the game. I, w- I would say the balance of play we deserve to win, um, and it, you know, but for a, for a tap in and a, a cross that you know that turned into a shot, we we would have walked away with three points there. So I think there's a lot of positives during that game, and I wouldn't call it yeah, typical away, although perhaps typical under Dougie. Sorry, Ben, off you go. Yeah, if I can add to that, obviously six of our 42 points this season have been away from home, so that's so many, so many losses. And in my opinion, you know, their first goal was across, and their second goal could, could easily have been avoided, you know. The, I said, you know, a lot of them, you know. <laughs> the ball should have bundled <laughs> around the area, and it could have gone anywhere, to be fair. Um, yeah, so two two lucky goals, yeah. in my opinion, and we should have taken something out of the game. Yeah. Okay. All good. <clears throat> okay, this is for Chris to start with. Um, the team that Dougie set out, was it a defensively set up team or were we definitely going for the win? Um, that's, that's a good question actually. Uh, we, without David Wright, I would, I, you, you know, we're, we're not set up as defensively as we normally are, because uh, it just doesn't really suit the personnel we've got. Having said that, we weren't taking huge risks with the formation. That the sort of midfield two did sit uh, and didn't break so much. The break, sort of breaking, was left to, to Dan's and, and to a slightly lesser extent to Ambrose, who, who, who didn't have the greatest of games uh, by his high, very high standards. Um, I, I think I think we certainly didn't set out for a draw, but we were certainly looking to keep it tight and, and hit them on the break during that first half. As soon as we went, you know, goal down, we did react pretty much straight away and you know and, and dominated the game from there on in I would I would say uh, maybe you've got similar thoughts on that Ben mm, well towards the end of the game obviously it was a lot more attacking as we were going for that equaliser you can tell just by the goal scorer you know it's McCarthy who scored he's the only one who can put the ball in the back of the net um, and he shouldn't <laughs> be anywhere near the box so yeah very attacking <laughs> in the last kind of half an hour-ish yeah it's a lovely finish as well from McCarthy wasn't it <laughs> Yeah, great. Yeah, anyway, down. sorry. Right end for yeah, one. Yeah, sorry, sir. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's minus. Is it minus two for the season? Oh, bless him. <laughs> uh, sorry, Ferd, I think you were trying to say something there. Yeah, no, I was going to say, uh, who, who, who was the uh, standout performer for Palace on Saturday? And that's to Ben. Uh, uh, mm. Moxie was very very good actually he had a very solid game and Klein as well obviously big game for him with his 100th appearance um, and he had a blinder as well some players I can, I can talk on the other hand as well Zaha I didn't think was very good at all um, he came on 71st minute for Vaughan and he didn't really perform very well yeah but performance good performance that both wing backs were very good in Klein and Moxie yeah, do you reckon uh, uh, go on go on Mock. I was going to say, Ben, do you think Iverson had a pretty poor game? I did, but... Do uh, think who, sorry? Stefan Iverson. Is that Iverson? think he had a poor game? Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't... We, we've seen a lot of good things from him in the past few games, and I think, yeah, he didn't really stand out for me against Ipswich. I see the, the previous home game to Ipswich, he was fantastic, and I think he had to live up to a lot uh, the weekend, and I don't think he did, to be perfectly honest. Um, it was a difficult game for him to get into, admittedly, um, you know, when we're losing, when we're not getting a lot of the ball as such up front, I think it's difficult for him to get into the game, and yeah, he did struggle. So, not a great performance from him. I agree with you. I, I think, think that's fair. See, were standout players. I thought they were particularly going forward, and I thought they linked up play with the midfield really well, and um, they helped create some excellent goal-scoring opportunities, which unfortunately no one was able to yeah. convert. Mm. But uh, I thought they were superb the fullbacks, and. Uh, I thought, you know, it was we were desperately unlucky, but 
we've been saying that all season. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was it was uh, as I said or alluded to earlier. It was definitely the best best away performance that I've seen on the road anyway this season. So, yeah. Uh, hopefully we can. No, I, I think that back. that. That point you were making about Everson, I just wanted to pick up on that actually, because I mean, he, mm. as, as Ben was saying, he's been very impressive of late. Um, I think where he struggled was we were hitting him with that first ball, and, and Ipswich you know, clearly had set up for that. And so even if he won the header, there was no one sort of close enough to take advantage of it. So basically, he was en- ended up being an ineffective target man, um, and and he hasn't got the mobility to to change his game. So that's that's what I felt he struggled. But you know, we were sort of we sort of uh, you know nitpicking to a degree because we were the better side. Um, so it's perhaps not not worth going into a lot of detail. So I'll, I'll, I'll let Aaron ask his question next. Yeah. Um, okay. Atmosphere-wise, we heard on the diary there that you guys all sounded pretty up for it. Um, I'm guessing our fans were as loud as ever, but from what I heard, the Ipswich fans are just about the worst home fans ever. That is to Ben. Mm, yeah, completely agree. They were very, very poor. Um, Mark's probably a better one to talk to. I know he was talking about how, how the Ipswich fans were terrible, but yeah, in my experience, obviously this season I've been to I've been to Reading, Watford, Portsmouth, Millwall, QPR, and yeah, out of all of those, definitely, definitely Coventry were the worst, I'd say. <laughs> no, I was going to say. I mean, I, I was I was stunned by Ipswich myself. I, I know. It's, I mean, certainly if you, if you take like Coventry, I wasn't there for that game. Obviously, I've heard from people that it was an embarrassment. But if you look at that Ipswich attendance, it's the biggest attendance they've had this season. Uh, the, the stadium oh, was yeah. packed full. It was you know twenty. I think it was a couple of thousand of us. So there's at least twenty three, twenty four thousand of them. And I don't think I heard a song, and I, I really didn't. I actually tweeted during the game. Uh, they've now officially got one more goal than they have sung songs when they went one nil up, and that was that was genuinely the truth. I wasn't making that up. Um, yeah. I think the, the most movement we got out of them was uh, was them clapping. That bloke. Uh, yeah, and the fat bloke. Oh, there was certainly a lot of movement. The rather rotund bloke that was at the front row, so I left. See, I, I, it made me feel thin, and you know, and that was so credit to him for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. Made me feel anorexic. We <laughs> decided singing. Shall we sing a song for you? Yeah, no, we did. We gave them all of that, and uh, and the best that they the best they could respond with was was you know polite applause in our direction. And it's, <laughs> the guy in front of us shouting over to them, "Well, don't don't applaud. Sing a song." And but there was nothing. Oh, <laughs> it was, yeah, I think I read on the message board that somebody saw him at the station or something. Oh yeah, yeah. he was. I read that and said he was even bigger than he was sort yeah. of fifty yards away. He did have his own gravitational field. There were all objects orbiting him. It was, it's impressive. Um, yeah, just to sort of tie in on that as well. Just one last mention on the atmosphere before I, before I go any further, and that was. We expect it from Palace because that's it's, we've got special fans from that, and we, you know, and both before the game was amazing. But I think it's worth mentioning. I know Mark was there longer longer than myself and Ben, uh, but the the atmosphere after the game, after the defeat, um, all the way back to the pub, and you know, for the entire time I was back at the pub in the evening, it was getting louder and more and more boisterous and more and more fun, you know, and that's. To be honest, that just sums up our fans for me. You know, at the end of the game, singing, did they? Yeah, no, never, not once. From from before the game, during the game, you cannot. It was Mm. they were um, 
as as they have been all season, they were incredible yeah. fans, and uh, in terms of numbers and noise, you know, it was just it was uh, privileged to be there. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think that's a good good place as any to to leave that. Okay, that's great, guys. Thanks very much for that. Right, it's that moment you've all been waiting for. It's the home or away shirt giveaway time. It's our competition that we started last week, so we are opening the phone lines now. And uh, while we wait for someone to come through, we can uh, we can just sort of chat. And now, obviously, last week the the question was uh, as to who was the player of the year before Spironi's wins. The answer to that was Leon Court, and that was unfortunately uh, Mr. Gusset got that one incorrect. I think he said Dougie Friedman. Um, we've got a different question this week, and we've got only so much time before anyone uh, calls in. Um, I believe we have a caller, and it's someone we've heard from before. He may as well. He may as well come on. Nick! Hello, how are you? Hey, I'm not too bad. You want this shirt, don't you? Lewisham wants me to win it for him. As long as it's not the Man United goalie one, I don't care. I'd say, if whoever does win it... Whoever does win the shirt, um, if it doesn't get announced by the time that happens, I can tell you which shirts are. But I will do that in private, not on air. It's not for public consumption yet, I don't believe. Okay. So, um, yeah. All right, okay. Well, we don't need to ask you too much about who you are, because everyone knows. Your, yeah. uh, did you, has he had his jingle yet? I don't think you've had your jingle yet. Have you been hearing the other listeners' jingles so far? No, I haven't heard any of them yet. Hmm. Well, we'll have to play them a bit more often, I think. But, yeah, you've yeah. got your own coming up, I think. All right, so you know the rules from last week. You get 15 seconds from the start of the zap. No answer can be taken after that zap. Um, hopefully, Mikey won't play the music too loud this time, so I don't hear you. Which uh, There we go, which happened last week. Obviously, if the answer's incorrect, you know what happens. But if it is correct, we'll uh, we'll follow up with you after the show and, uh, and get your details. All right, so... I am going to ask the question. As soon as I've finished ans- asking it, the first noise will sound and you'll have 15 seconds. Hold on. But before I do that, I'm just... No, okay, that's fine. It's, it's a message from Aaron, not Mikey. I was panicking. Okay, question coming up. Who is our most capped international player? Sorry, can you repeat that? Who is our most capped international player? Uh, Bandy High, what, at the moment or in the past? Bandy High, <laughs> is it in the past or at the moment? It, it, it was most capped international player overall. Um, overall, Bandy High. Uh, no, unfortunately, no, you're incorrect. Was it Leon wasn't, wasn't really on court either, unfortunately. But I tell you what, it's an answer. I didn't know it when uh, when we first talked about it. We did change the question yesterday as well. But um, I didn't know it. It was said, and then it seemed pretty obvious. It's Aki Rihalati, 69. Oh, I was, I was, was it fan? Is it Aki? Was it fan? Is it Aki? Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, but Aki it is. Cool yeah. Anyway. Uh, do I get a consolation prize if I lose again next um, week? Yeah, I think if you, if you get three losses, then uh, there's definitely going to be some sort of prize for you. It yeah, might, be, might be a personal visit from Aaron, but that, I think that'd be it. Um, <laughs> Do I get last season's shirt? <laughs> yeah, you can, actually, yeah. <laughs> Find you one of the Deodora ones. Ferhad's written in the chat here, Ferhad's written a copy of Five Year Plan. 
No, no, that's supposed to be offensive. Five year plan is a one. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Wonderful magazine and podcast, which I would encourage you all to read and download. Wasn't that nice? Yeah. Uh, nice not to acknowledge it, but there we go. Anyway, and um, no, I've been, I've been on more than fur hat. You have. In the chat room. <laughs> you have. Yeah, that is true. You actually more of a <laughs> made more appearances on the show than fur hat. Now, how does that make you? <laughs> um, no <Spe-> comment. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Nick, we'll, uh, we'll end it there, mate. We're overrunning a bit, but great for you to call in again. You're just, you're just much keener than everyone else. So I don't know why, because I listen on VLC. I think I might be about two seconds ahead of anybody who listens on anything else. <laughs> I That's why I get are. through. I will not give my secrets away now. I should have yeah, kept, quiet. Yeah, I kept quiet. I did, did you get my email this week? Uh, Do you want to answer my email questions now? Um, like he's telling me we did, I've not seen them. Mikey, have we got them anywhere? Tell me. Tell me now. It's the dock. Okay, give me five seconds. La 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 la. Here we go. <laughs> Questions from Nick Gusset this week. The French have banned the hijab burqa today. <laughs> what item of clothing would you like banned? You'd say bras. <laughs> okay, well, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to agree with that. I can't be any more creative than that. Um, um, I'm gonna go. Anyone, anything, guys? Brian Sorry, Aaron, what was that? I'm staying clear of that. <laughs> You're staying clear of that. <laughs> Mark, what was your particular opinion? Brighton shirts. Brighton shirts. Uh, yeah, that's a good answer. That is a good See, he's clever. And it's no, it's no wonder we have him every week. All right, I'm we'll... I'm uh, between bras and gussets, but, you know, bras <laughs> <one> out. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do women wear gussets anymore? I don't get enough action to, to know. I don't know. I don't know. That, you know. <laughs> you admitted that on the radio. Oh, I do forget we're on the radio sometimes. Anyway. Oh, yeah. And your, your second question. <laughs> well, you know, maybe I'll get a simple... Oh, I won't say that. Um, <laughs> what the hell, should we say, is that Yellow Man United Away top choice all about? Ah, oh, it's disappeared. What, what are you doing, Mikey? I hate you. Um, do we want a team to look like 11 goalkeepers when we went out of West Ham next year? Um... Generic kits. You've actually got a question from Fubra about that, so I'm not going to go into too much detail. Otherwise, we'll step all over his email. It did get before you. Um, He's got his own website. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on the hotel front page. I'm very concerned. Very, very concerned. I think well, my, um, I tried it at school and got a written warning. Rebel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, look, you're causing us to overrun. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk a bit more about the... Um, 
the kits later on, so keep listening for that, Nick. Uh, thanks very much again, mate. And right, take care. I might see you in the White House on Saturday. I hope so. I'll interview you. Get All your right, curls. Nice Cheers, buddy. Take it easy. Cheers, mate. Okay, before we go any further, let's go to uh, Kasabian with Underdog.
Hello and welcome back to Homesdale Radio. Don't forget, if you want to get in contact with us, you can add us on Skype, it's homesdale.net. You can email us, it's radio at homesdale.net. You can give us a call on 0208 123 or you can text us on 81696. Start your message with TXT Space Eagles and keep that message short. We're on Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash whole radio. On Twitter, it's twitter.com forward slash whole radio. And we also have a Just Giving page, which is justgiving.com forward slash Homesdale. And the details of that will be coming very soon after we preview the Leicester and Scunthorpe games. Okay, straight on to the Leicester preview for you. I've got some basic details about that. Obviously, Leicester started the season against ourselves and where we managed to beat them despite a second half comeback. At that time, they were managed by Paolo Sosa, uh, who was sacked after the takeover from Asia Football Investments led by a Thai national called Vichai Raksunson. That's how you pronounce it, and I'm sticking to it. Obviously, they've spent quite a lot of money since then. They've been on a very good run under new manager Sven Joran Eriksson. Uh, and it's not surprising, really, when you, when you consider the money thrown at him, um, sort of mainly on, on Premier League loan players. And uh, it'll be a very, very difficult game for us to get anything from. And... Leading on from that, we're going to talk to Ben about the form. Ben. Yeah, right. I've got a few more little stats here, actually. Kind of relate to form. Um, mm. In the last 10 games, they've got 14 out of, the, out of 30 points, which is obviously less than half that they could have done. They've not lost a league game to us in 16 years, albeit six games, four wins and two draws, but 16 years is a long time. Um, I think that's at their stadium, is it? Because we beat them earlier on in the sorry, season. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. OK. And... And their clean sheet that they had on Saturday was, Saturday was their first home one since November. Mm. Uh, yeah, so a few little stats there. Also, one more. They've scored more goals in the opening ten minutes than any other championship team this season. Yeah. Okay, so mate. A few little stats there. Um, they thrashed Burnley at the weekend, unfortunately, which is a pretty tough thing to do at the moment. Obviously, they've just got Eddie Howe in. Yeah, 4-0 <laughs> is a big, big result against them. Um, yeah. They're not exactly top of the fair play league, either. They're a very, very physical side. On the 2nd of April last weekend against Middlesbrough, they got one, two, three, four, six bookings and a sending off. So, a very, very physical side who were kind of scrapping to try and get their, their points there. Um, they yeah. had some, some big results, actually. They've, they've beaten Scunthorpe, obviously, three, yeah, they've beaten Scunthorpe three now, sorry. They lost to Norwich, unfortunately. They lost to QPR. They drew to Coventry. So, some average results. They lost to Cardiff. They beat Bristol City. So, yeah. Kind of, bit of a, yeah, there's a the mixed bag. You're actually, your mic's cutting, cutting out a bit there, Ben. So, um, yeah, hopefully you're, uh, hopefully you're still with us. But um, I think we'll, we'll go, we'll go on to Aaron and try and sort that problem out. Uh, Aaron, you're going to talk about players to watch. I am indeed. <clears throat> uh, we got Andy King. He scored 13 league goals this season. Uh, he plays in the midfield and has made seven appearances for the Wales team, despite being born in Maidenhead. Which is just a fact there. Uh, you got your Kubu, everyone knows your Kubu. He's a very good striker, he's a target man, as proved at Everton. Currently on loan at City, and he has made 14 appearances for the Foxes and has scored 7 goals. So he has a pretty decent striker, I think. Uh, you got last one, Gallagher. Uh, he's a player who can play as a striker or a winger, so we could possibly see him change positions during the game uh, to create another threat on the wings. Uh, despite making 76 appearances for the Foxes, he has only scored 17. And 11 of those goals have come this season. And that is all on the players. 
Okay, thanks for that. And uh, just picking up a message from uh, from a quick game too. That's Paul, who you heard interviewed during our Ipswich um, review, our, our away day diary. He's just laying into to Mark, Pride of South London, about getting a couple of rounds in at Ipswich and blaming that the bar was undermanned, but it saved him a few quid. Have you got any kind of reaction to that, Mark? Have I got any sort of reaction to that? Yeah, I mean a polite reaction to uh, to Paul just while we're um while we're on air. You know, his comments about you getting around him. Uh, right. Well, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's true. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> it's true. Okay, sorry, sorry to surprise you with that. Okay, listen, let's get some predictions for the Leicester game. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to go with a 2-0 defeat for us. Oh, it's a bit harsh. Yeah, I know. I can only apologise. Uh, ben, what's your thoughts? I'm going to go 2-all. I'm going to get a point. 2-all, okay, mate. Uh, Furhad? Um, going to go 1-all. Was that you, Aaron? I said Furhad. You say well. You can now for your for your name if you want. Nicky's one. I think uh, I think it will be a, a two-one defeat. Okay, mate. Well, I think that's that's fair enough in the circumstances. It's an away game against a very good team. Okay, guys, that's that's great for now. We'll leave the the Leicester preview there. Uh, we're going to take a quick break for news in brief, and uh, after which we'll be previewing the Scunthorpe game. This is Palace News in Brief. Count Andrew and Alison and I have extended their loans to Swindon Town until the end of the season. Andrew moved to town at the start of March on a one-month emergency loan, while midfielder and I joined Swindon in initially on a f- March the 14th, with a deal that was set to run until April the 20th. Calvin scored the winner for Swindon this weekend as they beat Brentford 1-0, whilst Ndai made an appearance off the bench as he continues to build match fitness. Over to you, Ben. Crystal Palace Academy star Ryan Innes has once more been named in the England under-16 squad, this time for the Montague tournament in France later this month. Ryan scored the winning goal as England beat Scotland 2-1 last month to win the victory shield, and we're hoping to play a significant part in the tournament where England will be facing Uruguay, the United Arab Emirates and the Ivory Coast for a final match against one of France, Portugal, Japan or the USA to decide their final position in a tournament they managed to win in both 2008 and 2009. Congratulations and best wishes to Ryan, all at Hull Radio. Over to you, Ferhat. The Marie Curie Cancer Care has joined forces with Crystal Palace Football Club to advance and raise money for the charity by taking the white knuckle zip wire from one end of the pitch to the other, with the club putting forward a signed football for the participants who raises the highest sponsorship. The charity is confident that the limited places will be taken fast, and so have given fans first opportunities to take up the limited places. Daffy, the giant daffodil, will be cheering on participants at the event, which is being held on Saturday, the 21st of May. Whole Radio's very own Ben Nagel will be doing this on our behalf, and we will give details on how to sponsor Ben soon. Over to you, Aaron. Thank you, Bohat. The Football vs. Blood Cancer campaign kicked off against Barnsley and has been a huge success, with Palace fans donating just under £1,700 on a day to leukemia and lipoma research. The charity have also received more than £1,000 in donation from the text to donate campaign. The majority of which was from Eagle supporters on Saturday. 
Jeff Thomas said, It was a great day and I'm really grateful to the fans who all got behind the campaign and helped to make it such a success. I have great memories of Teller Park and I always want to enjoy coming back and meeting fans and everyone involved in the club. The club have been so supportive of the whole giving blood cancer for those card campaign and I know that the awareness and the money raised will help make a real difference. Over to you, Chris. Thanks very much, Aaron. Oz Clark, one of the world's leading in beer and wine critics, will open the inaugural Crystal Palace Beer Festival. The festival will be held at Selhurst Park on FA Cup final day, Saturday, May the 14th. Eagles co-owner Stephen Browett has persuaded close friend Clark to endorse the club's first ever festival. Tickets are just £5 for the day, which runs from 12pm to 9pm. 9pm? 9pm. An entry includes a commemorative Crystal Palace Beer Festival pint glass. Your very own whole radio host, Chris Hambo Hambling, will be in attendance, where he'll be attempting to sample as many of the available drinks as possible to provide a full reward. For further details of this event and of many other fantastic marquee events being held by the club, please visit the official website. That was Palace News in Brief. Hi, welcome back. Just uh, to once more prompt you for any contact before we finish the show later on. It's email us at radio at homesdale.net, uh, add us on Skype, homesdale.net, uh, give us a text, 81696. TXT Space Eagles and a short message, or give us a bell on 0208 123 um, We've got the Scunthorpe game to uh, to preview next, and uh, Furhead's going to take us through the, the, the stats first before going on to Ben. Furhead. Thanks, Chris. Uh, yep, on Saturday we welcome Scunthorpe United to Selhurst Park. Uh, Scunthorpe currently lie in the relegation zone, so... Saturday's game will be of vital importance to Palace. Hopefully we can carry on with our home form and at least get a draw from the game. Um, Scunthorpe have recently sacked their manager, uh, Ian Barraclough, and have now Mm. recently appointed Alan Neal as their manager. Alan Neal joins from Berry FC, and uh, he's had a pretty good success there you know he, they, they're currently lying fourth in league two and they were sad to yeah. see him go alan nil returns to scunthorpe a team that he also played for and who knows he might have a duggy effect for him uh, their first game he they actually lost six nil to norwich uh but they beat qpr 4-1 on saturday so uh hopefully uh that doesn't continue on Saturday. L- looking at the stats, um, they have got a few league... Their top league goal scorer has six goals in Joe Garner and O'Connor. Their chief assist maker is Cliff Byrne. Mm-hmm. And the uh, an interesting stat, uh, a, a striker that I rate quite highly who's had the most shots on goal with 60. He's Jonathan Fort, but he's only managed three goals all season. And that's uh, it I think Okay, cheers, Fad. Uh, ben, you're next with the form, I believe. Mm, yeah, looking back again at the last 10 games, they've won three and lost seven, which for all you mathematicians out there is a 70% loss record. Uh, they've got nine <laughs> points out of their last 30. Uh, they've let in 24 game- goals in their last 10 games as well, so... They do concede a few. There's some big losses in there as well. Obviously, the 6-0 to Norwich that Fur has just mentioned. They lost 3-0 to Preston, which is 
a very, very big loss. Um, 3-0 to Leicester. They beat Swansea, actually, on the 5th of March, which was another big result. They got two two big wins in their last 10 games, and that was against Swansea and against QPR. So two big results, yeah. but hopefully they can... After after they had beaten Swansea, they did lose straight five games. Hopefully now they've beaten QPR, they'll lose all the way through to the end of the season. That's what we're hoping anyway. <laughs> this, yeah, definitely. It's, it's a huge game for us. OK, Aaron, hopefully the, uh, the dog near you has stopped barking, and you can give us some updates on the... Uh, Players to watch for Scunthorpe. It has just shut up. Before it starts again, I'll get this out of the way. Scunthorpe players. <laughs> uh, O'Connor is Scunthorpe's top league goal scorer of six goals. He's made 50 appearances for the Iron, and six of his seven goals at the club have come this season. Uh, you've got Joe Garner, who is a definite threat. He's currently on loan to the club from Notts Forest. Uh, has made a good impression yep. on Iron fans by scoring six goals in 14 games. He's a definite friend in front of goal. And finally, got Chris Dagnall. Was picked up by Scunny after showing what he's made of at Rochdale, scoring 51 goals in 135 appearances. Uh, so far, he's struggled at Scunny, scoring just four goals in 20 appearances. However, he cannot go unmarked because he will definitely bag a goal. Okay, um, hopefully you can still hear me. My Skype seems to have crashed for a second there. No, I'm back. Okay, sorry about that. And uh, we'll um. Well, obviously, it's a, it's a huge, huge game for us, so let's get some predictions out of the way. I'm going to ask you first, Aaron, while that dog's still quiet. I'm going to go 3-1. Mmm. That's optimistic. OK. Uh, Mark, if you're still available, what are you thinking for the score? Mmm, good thinking. Uh, I am, I've got to think. <laughs> <laughs> no, you go ahead. 2-0. Uh, 2-0. OK, Ferhad, what are you thinking? I think it's going to be a scrappy game, but Palace to win 3-1. Mm, same as Aaron. I think I'll allow that this week. Ben, what are you thinking? 5-0 Palace. Win. 5-0 Palace. I like that. That's that's good. That's Going for it. Nice um, I, can see us, I can see us winning that, but I think it's going to be tight, and I think it's going to be 2-1. OK, fantastic stuff. And just obviously well worth remembering that Preston... And Sheffield United are playing that day as well. So, obviously, that is a huge game for us. Really hope that one ends up a draw, to be quite honest with you. But it's a very big, big day on Saturday at the bottom of the championship table. I hate saying bottom of the championship table. I can nearly not say it. Okay. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we're gonna glad it was you sticking the boot in there because now we're going to talk <laughs> about your, uh, oh, your, yeah. your fundraising charity event. Now, as hopefully most of you have picked up the, uh, from the news in brief that Furhad lovingly read out, the uh, Marie Curie Cancer uh, Fund are, uh, have a charity event. I can't even speak. <laughs> and where uh, people will get the opportunity to zip wire across Southwest Park. Ben has kindly been volunteered for that particular honour on behalf of Hull Radio, and we'll be, uh, we're hoping to raise as much money as possible for that. Basically, um, the highest donator, the person who donates the most money as an individual towards that particular appeal, will get the chance to choose Ben's costume for that event. Um, he has begged us not to let it be a mankini. I don't want that to influence anyone in any way, shape, or form. I just oh, wanted, dear. I wanted to make sure I mentioned that he doesn't want to do it in a mankini, and certainly a mankini wouldn't be easy to find... Or, or anything so let's let, let's leave that one there 
Uh, but Ben, I mean, first, your initial thoughts on this, do you think? Mm, you... Yeah, first of all, justgiving.com forward slash Homesdale, get donating your money, because it, it will be a good day, a really good day. Um, hopefully we'll see a lot of you down there to cheer me on, in fact. But yeah, it's a, it's be a great, it's a great cause, actually, Marie Curie, they do a lot of hard work. Um, so yeah, so it's a big day for them and a big day for us, so hopefully we'll see a lot of you down there, and it will be a sunny day as well, hopefully, and we'll see you at the pub afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, I'm yeah, nervous. we're... I'm very nervous. Yeah, I can imagine you are. I mean, it's it's not going to be that... Well, it's quite easy. You just get stuck on the end of, of a wire and fired across it. Well, no, oh, yeah, I'm not, not so worried about the tip wire. It's more the, the outfit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, well, yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be good. It'll be very good. As, as you as you said, we'll all, obviously all, everyone from Whole Radio will be there for that event, and um, and we will we'll be recording a show which we've uh, called a podcast. We'll be doing that probably from the Nader Clifton or the White Horse or something like that. We'll let you you guys know nearer the time, really. And that's also Player of the Year Day. So if you're heading to Sellhurst for the Player of the Year dinner, you might as well head a bit earlier on and come and see us on that day. So the the website obviously is www.justgiving.com forward slash Homesdale. you find all the details on there. Please dig deep and, and sponsor Ben and, and us and obviously the, uh, the charity. Target, I think, is uh, £150. So it's not a huge amount. And we, I think we've got 30 in there already. So thanks to those who have already donated. But obviously what we want to do is, is, you know, we don't want to stop at 150 We want to get as much as possible. If by any stretch of the imagination we do... Uh, raise the highest individual amount of money. The club apparently donate a signed football, which we will obviously give away on whole radio as a as a prize in some sort of competition anyway. But um, there's an incentive yep. for you. There is an incentive. Is. Um, if humiliating Ben isn't as incentive enough, which yeah, it definitely I'm is. Sure it is. <laughs> so once more that uh, that website is justgiving.com forward slash homesdale. All right, well, we're, we're, we're bang on time nearly for the end of the show, but what we'll do is we're going to go through the uh, the email, I think <laughs> I think it will be, um, that we have left from FUBAR. And he just says, uh, Hi, Hull Radio. I've been reading and contributing to next year's kit thread with interest. I fully understand where Hambo and the club are coming from, but the bottom line for me is that I will not be spending money on any of next year's kit choices, but I would pay for some of the other designs. Do whole radio rate next year's kit choices? Uh, well, I'm going to ask you guys at first before before really sort of summing it up with, with my own opinion. So, I mean, Ben, what do you think of ne- next year's kit options that mm. we have? Well, obviously, we've got the the one that's quite kind of similar to this season's, but with a bit of a zigzag in the stripe, and then the the bolder one with not as many stripes. And I prefer the, the first one actually. I don't like the zigzags particularly, but I think <laughs> it does look a lot better than than the big fat stripes that are going on in the other design. And the away kit, I call like the first one, the, the Brazil-ish one. Um, yeah. Hopefully it will inspire us to play a little bit like Brazil as well. Oh. If we do choose that one. <laughs> Let's hope so. Um, Aaron, have you, you've seen the kits as well, I think. Um, have, do you like them or do, do you, would you rather see some other options there? What, what's your thoughts in general? Well, I think I can't help but think that the home one is slightly looking more like Dagenham Redbridges now. Just want to give my opinion on that. But yeah. the away one, it, it's all right. You know, I prefer the sash, to be honest. It's more of a, looks more mm. professional, in my opinion. But, you know, whichever one they choose, I'm sure the players will still look decent playing in the old red and blue, so, yeah. you know. Or yellow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, or yellow. yellow. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 
Okay, and uh, well, I'll, I'll probably won't gone too long. So, Fairhead, what's your what's your thoughts on the kit choices? Uh, yeah, they look okay. You know, um, kits are going to change pretty much every season, but designs aren't too bad. They, they, you know, obviously when when they're made and when you can see the kits in the shop, they'll look all right. Yeah, I think it's a it's a fair point. I mean, oh, well, I've got quite a a long opinion that I've posted on the homestead, so I won't bore you all with it again. There's, there's obviously there's sort of two schools of thought. Really. The first is we're, 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 the deal we have with the club has ha, is is for template kits. It's a really good deal because because the Just Sports Pro Group manage the whole uh, club shop affair for for the club. So the club aren't paying any staff. Um, it all it's all paid for by Just Just Pro Sport, and you know that's a, that's a very big thing for them. And the club do make a good, good deal of money from from that deal if they if they didn't accept the template kits and they went for bespoke kits like they did with this year's sash they, there's a certain number that get produced and it and it does cost more money and unfortunately for whatever reason the sash kit wasn't a huge success it wasn't a success to the level that the people were hoping put it that way um the deal is up at the end of end of next season and i know the club are obviously in in the process of picking a new one anyway um so it's you know, it's not worth going into a huge amount of detail on, on the whys and wherefores, but I do think, I understand why people don't like template kits. Um, it's, you know, it, they're off the peg, they're unimaginative, and you've usually seen them somewhere else before. And when you see the, the, the software that people have been using to create, you know, much nicer and more exciting designs, it, it seems so much, it seems easy to, to choose something else. But the, like I say, the knock-on impact on, on the club is... That they have to spend more money, and it just becomes a lot, a lot harder for them um, to make anything off the kits. And, and people are very good at saying, "I would buy that shirt, and I'd buy this, this shirt." But in practice, they don't all do that. Um, and, and the sales this year have probably shown that the club is making the right decision at the moment. But I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, what, what do you want? Do you want a team that goes out and, and wins football matches, and, and a stadium that that isn't falling apart, or do you want a nice shirt to run around in? Because Sometimes you, you can't have everything, and you know sometimes things will take time. So it sounded a bit a bit like a lecture there, but I'm just sort of giving the other side of it. I actually genuinely, personally, do not like any of any of the kit choices this year. So I completely understand where people are coming from, uh, and I wish it was as simple as just picking another set of designs. But I, I, it's not really the case, unfortunately. But you know, hopefully in in the near future that will change and we can all move on. Um, and basically, that's that's it for communication from you guys this week. We're, uh, we've overrun a little bit. And uh, just before we go, we're just going to have a little chat and, and see what people are going to get up to and, uh, and say our goodbyes. So I'm going to talk to Ben first, really. Uh, ben, you're um, obviously you're not going to the Leicester game tomorrow, but you, uh, you're at Scunthorpe? No. I will that's be at Scunthorpe, yeah. yeah. Very big game. Will you be joining us in the, in the White Horse for some whole radio recording? Mm, if I get an invite, I'll be there, yeah. Uh, do I have to invite you? Well, you can do an official on-air invite, if you like. Okay, officially, I'll, uh, I'll get back to you. No. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course you're invited. Now, I'm going to go to Fairhead yeah, next. Cause, yeah, but I'm not, who was that saying that? Is that you, Ben, again? I like, be it sounded like, yeah. just sounded like Mikey all of a sudden. I got weirded out. Sorry. Okay, um... <laughs> I'm gonna go to uh, to Furhad next. I'm gonna calm myself down. Furhad, you always you never come to the White Horse. Are you gonna do that for us this time? Yep, I will be there as long as you're buying drinks. I will be there. 
<laughs> Actually, you only drink you only drink cola. I don't mind that too much. Um, okay, that's good stuff. Well, you've committed you've committed on air to come into the White Horse, so I won't accept any sudden excuse or medical emergency. I'll be monitoring all of your friends and family throughout the week just to make sure they're all okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Indiendo> number two. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Okay, so you're going to be there at the White Horse. That's good. Aaron, are you going to make it to the Scumfork game? Uh, probably not, unfortunately. It's, it is a bit of a shame. I'm a bit skint at the moment. <laughs> Washing his hair. Fed. He's <laughs> washing his hair. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a real shame. I heard the dog again. That's good. Um, <laughs> the dog is back. No, that's a shame, Aaron. But obviously, we'll, um, you can question us next week on the, on the events oh, of that hopefully massive win for this football club. Okay, Mark, you will obviously, I don't need to ask you, you'll definitely be in the White Horse pre-game, won't you? Absolutely. Wouldn't miss it for anything. <laughs> Fantastic. So we'll get, we'll get some interviews. <laughs> you answered my question. Okay. You asked me and answered my question at the same time. Well, I can ask you something else if you like. What's your favourite colour? <laughs> Red and blue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good answer. Good that, that is a fantastic place to end the show. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, okay. Fantastic. <laughs> Can I just say thank you very much once more to everyone who was involved in the um, the Ipswich Away Day diary. Uh, much appreciate your time on that, and I hope some of you will pop down to the White Horse to be interviewed once more. Uh, thanks to everyone who listened today, and thank you to every one of my co-presenters and Mark, who was ferreting around in the background. And obviously, thank you very much to Mikey once more. And uh, hopefully we will be speaking to you guys next week. Bye. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.